Pack your bags, it's time to visit Las Vegas, America's capital for fun and entertainment. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Hello again and welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi and on today's show, you'll meet one of the most accomplished hairstylists in the world. His name is Michael Boychuk and his salon... Colors is located in Caesars Palace. Now, if you want an incredible experience, you need to add colors to your must-do list in Vegas. And speaking of a unique experience, did you know there's a burlesque museum in Las Vegas? Yeah, this is definitely not for the kids, but it's a tribute to a form of entertainment from an earlier time that preceded both radio and television. It was naughty in its day, but also was a place to see America's top entertainers. Today, you'll meet the museum's executive director. All this, plus our Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, will tell us about a unique dining experience over at the Bellagio. It's called Lago, and Scott will tell us why it's so special and advise us on other only-in-Vegas luxuries as well. Finally, as we talk to Steve Cutler of the Casino Legends Hall of Fame, we'll find out how fine dining fits into the hall's future. When you come to Las Vegas, you want to do everything first class, whether it's dining, whether it's the top shows, that kind of thing. But one of the things you want to do is make yourself look as good as you can to get into that mood. There's a place at Caesars Palace called Colors, run by Michael Boychuk. He's renowned throughout the globe on this, and he'll make you look as good as you can possibly look. And it's just a really fun place. Well, Michael, welcome. What's, I mean, did you take a while for you to develop the vibe that's in here? Because there's really a thing from the minute you walk in, it, it's exciting. You know, it, it didn't take that long, really, because uh, Caesars was so behind me when I came here. They said, we want to have the best salon in the city, and basically I can do pretty much what I wanted. So this was a blank uh, space when I got here. First thing I did, I uh, called Faye Resnick. She's a really good friend of mine, and she designed it. And she uh, just did everything first class, but we made sure it was very um, comfortable when people came in. So you come in here, and you definitely feel the elegance, but you also should feel really at home. Well, yeah, and it comes across, and one of the things about being at home is familiar people, and you've got a great reputation in town of keeping people, which is unusual in this business. Is that because you're giving them that kind of freedom where they know they can do their artwork, which this really is artwork? (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's a combination. Um, I think of my staff as friends too. So it's like I try to do whatever I can for them, and uh, we you know we definitely have rules here, but we try to keep it as loose as possible and creative as possible. So the staff here, some of them been here with me 18 years now, and um, they're the best hairdressers anywhere. We we do classes all over together, and um, I'm just really proud of my staff, and I'm really glad that they all want to stay. Well, and people just love it here. I, I want to talk about you for a minute. You got into this business, and a rumor has it that the movie Shampoo is what did it for you. So you liked what Warren Beatty was doing back then, huh? Yeah, actually, I was in high school when I saw that movie, and I was kind of shy, to be honest with you. So I'm like, oh, my God, that seems like an easy way to meet girls. And so um, I went to beauty school, and it was kind of easy for me. I just really liked doing hair and being artistic. And um, actually, I met my wife doing her hair, so it worked out, too. Yeah, that was mission accomplished. That's great. Well, and what you do here and what these people do, when somebody comes in, it's not just that you're going to do some, let me, let me take over and do something strange. You guys really work with them to develop what can be done on that particular canvas. 
Yeah, it's really important to uh, try to get people the look that they want. The, you know, but you also have to be honest with them and say, you know what, I think that's a little bit too much of a reach, or this might be better. So you're constantly sharing. It shouldn't be one-sided at all. I've worked in salons where they say, basically, sit down, I'll tell you what you need. But I really want to uh, listen to the clients. I really want to listen to what they want, their needs. And uh, we try to accomplish the best look for them and give them something that's easy for them. Well, yeah, and is that a question that sometimes people don't realize, like, you know, the place is called Colors, obviously, somebody wants to try a color. You can maybe look and go, you might want to go a little different direction, right, because you've done enough of these to know what's going to look, what's going to bring out the best in people. Yeah, actually, there's a lot of different ways you can go. Um, nowadays with color, there's uh, semi-permanence, there's demi-permanence, and then there's permanence, or you can do soft highlights. Basically, what I'm saying is any color can be uh, customized for what the person needs. You can either do a little bit or a lot. And what you have here, too, and I want you to talk about it for a minute, as people might want to really look into, is this thing called the treatment. I mean, talk, talk about giving, making yourself feel luxurious. Yeah, kind of, what does that involve? It looks like it involves almost everything. Well, basically, when you come in here and you want to get, like, color experience, color salon experience, basically, we're going to give you a consultation. We'll tell you, if, you know, which direction we want to go, if we want to keep your hair longer um, you know, on the longer side or go shorter. And if you have short hair, we can go longer because we have Hair Dreams extensions here. They're the number one extension uh, uh, company in the, in the world, really. And so we work with extensions, and then we can also uh, talk to you about conditioning your hair. If it's not in good condition, we work with Kerastas. Uh, we have the best makeup artists here, so we can also work with your skin tones and tell you which way, you know, maybe some of your attributes need to be amplified, you know, brought out more, and some maybe need to be covered up a little bit. So we can tell you how to uh, contour your face perfectly. So we do a, a complete, total look here. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. As people plan their trips out to Las Vegas, maybe it's something where they can take a look at your website, and really they can, you know, make a day of it here. You can definitely make a day of it because it starts, I mean, you could come here and start relaxing. I personally love a pedicure. So you can get a pedicure here. Guys love pedicures. And then we serve wine. So you can sit back, get a pedicure, uh, have a glass of wine, just relax a little bit. Then, you know, you can go straight over, get a blow dry or a haircut. But for a lady, she can get a manicure, a pedicure. She can get nails put on. She can get a, uh, go start working with her hair and get a full set of extensions. We offer everything so you can get any kind of look you want here, we can totally change you or just basically uh, perfect what you have. One thing you got that's really cool that we'll tell people about they don't know where you're located in Caesars. It's one of the easiest ways to get in and out of here. You have a nice thing. You can valet it right here. Uh, that's got to be um, a real draw to people, too, because they're looking for that kind of thing. You make it as easy as possible. Well, again, I, I was really lucky when I came here. Caesars wanted everything to be the best. They asked me, you know, what we needed to have, and that was one of the things. Um, we have easy access right off Flamingo, so you can just pull up, pull right in, and then you get in the elevator, you go up one floor, and you're at the salon. It couldn't be easier. The valet here are super people, so they take care of all my guests. And like I said, Caesars made this easy for me to give the best experience possible. I'm really fortunate to work at such a great casino. Yeah, and I guess, you know, people don't realize how important that is because you got to have that kind of cooperation, right? Because they're bringing people to you, and you've got to have that knowing that th this is a hotel that's got a world-class reputation. Yeah, I, I've been fortunate enough to work in a few different casinos, you know, on the, on the Strip and that, and um, some of them definitely don't have the same... Uh, attitude that Caesars does. Caesars was so into making the guest experience perfect here. Um, 
expense wasn't even a problem. Like I said, when you come here, you're going to see a Fendi crocodile skin desk. You're going to see chandeliers. You're going to, uh, when somebody comes in, we offer wine, juices. They really made this the perfect destination experience you could ever have for a salon. Well, there's no question about it. It's an outstanding thing you're going to want to do once. Do you get people that come back uh, like time and again, you know, especially people in this, maybe Southern California or in Arizona or something, where they can come by every five weeks or something? Yeah, actually, we have a lot of people that come in from California. That's where I originated. I worked at Jose Bear, and then I worked at Prive in L.A. So I was at some of the biggest salons in California. So uh, a lot of my guests still follow me. And then when uh, celebrities come out here and that, they come into the salon because they know that I, I came from that background. Yeah, and uh, we don't need to, I know they want to keep their privacy, but there's quite a few uh, celebrities that come in here regularly. I was surprised just kind of looking around and so forth. Is that kind of word of mouth thing? Well, I, it started with me as I, I was working in a very well-known salon. I was working for Jose Bear and Laurent Dufour. So basically, I had a great uh, introduction to celebrities. And then after you do a their hair word spreads fast in LA if if you're hot everybody wants to try you so when I was in LA I actually did hundreds of celebrities and um, I was very fortunate I was in the right place at the right time and I really love my craft and I just try to make people happy yeah and that's the one thing just talking to some of the people that are in here as they say you know they're having a good time it's not just getting something nice done they're having a good time that's important I think everybody has to try this at least once and probably every time you come out to Vegas you'll want to come here so what, what do you suggest? You go to the website? What do you say? Well, yeah, I have my own personal website. You can check out some things, uh, uh, michaelboychuk.com. And then Caesars has a website that also tells you about the hair uh, salon and spa. So you can check us out that way. Um, also, Google us. We have, we have really a lot of uh, great articles done on us in the past, and you'll see a lot of pictures of some celebrities that I've worked with. So there's a lot of ways to find out about us, but we welcome everyone to come in and see us personally. Sounds like a lot of fun. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, sir. Coming up next, we hear a lot about vaudeville in its early days of canvassing the country, bringing entertainment to towns that otherwise wouldn't have it. But we know very little about vaudeville's raunchy cousin, Burlesque. And when compared to today's standards, it really wasn't all that racy, but back then it was considered so. When we return, you'll meet Dustin Wax, the executive director of the Burlesque Hall of Fame, who's going to tell us all about the history of burlesque. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. World-class hotels, dining, gaming, special events, and more. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach? Am I a career coach? Am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. 
Waste management has earth-friendly plans that fit the biggest corporations and recycling programs to help smaller companies get started. We're there for you every night and on the job with you every day. When you put waste management to work, you get an environmental partner and big ideas for every size business. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. To learn more, visit WM.com. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. It's our last errand today, Jimmy. Just need to pick up some light bulbs. Whoa, there's so many. Did Grandma tell you which ones to buy? No, but check out the label on this package. It'll help us find the right bulbs. Does it really matter? Well, sure. The new light bulbs use a lot less energy, so we save money on our electric bill by using an energy-saving incandescent, CFL, or LED. How about this bulb? Well, let's see. We need to replace the 60-watt bulbs in our bedside lamps. That one is 800 lumens, so it should do the trick. I've never heard of lumens. Lumens tell us how bright the light is. The more lumens, the brighter the bulb. You know, Grandpa, you're a pretty bright guy. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty smart yourself, Jimmy. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. We return to Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi. Las Vegas celebrates a lot of things. They've got an incredible mob museum. They celebrate neon lights over at the Neon Museum, pinballs, the Pinball Hall of Fame. And another particularly interesting Hall of Fame that I just learned about is called the Burlesque Hall of Fame. And with us today is the executive director, Dustin Wax. Now, Dustin, boy, what a pleasure to talk with you about this because burlesque does have a lot of history involved with Las Vegas, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. Um, some of the earliest, well, the, the Minsky's started the first Hopless Reviews. 
uh, here in Vegas at the Dunes back in the 50s, and Louis St. Cyr was a, a big entertainer here. Tempest Storm was a big entertainer here. Uh, so, yeah, from the beginning of Vegas Entertainment, the burlesque has been a big part of it. Now, let's explain to people what burlesque is. Some people get it confused with vaudeville. Uh, it's got a naughty side, but it's not all just strictly that, right? I mean, explain what it is. Right. Well, it is closely tied to vaudeville. Uh, vaudeville was sort of family entertainment, and burlesque was more adult entertainment. Um, in, in those days, in the first part of the 20th century, it was much more a variety show. There was no striptease. Um, uh, nudity on stage was illegal in most places. Uh, burlesque itself is is a theatrical tradition that goes back to the beginning of theater, of of parody, of exaggeration, of sexualization, uh, and and was used as a way to kind of poke fun at the heirs of the rich and powerful. Um, you know, you take these high and mighty people and you sex them up a little bit and you show that they're really just interested in chasing girls and whatever, and it makes them seem more human, more ridiculous. Um, and so uh, as it has evolved in the United States, it combined with uh, minstrelsy and, uh, and stage production to become that sort of variety show where you had dancing girls, you had uh, baggy pants comics, uh, which a lot of the sort of mid-century American comics came out of burlesque theater, Abbott and Costello, um, uh, Gleason, uh, Alda, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of some other names. Oh, um, uh, Bert, um, uh, uh, Bert Lahr. Um, and Isn't it even like the Three Stooges? Didn't they start on there with some acting? Uh, the or something? Three Stooges, yeah. Some of the, the early Stooges. Um, yeah. As they swapped them in over the years, they were more and more likely to come out of you know com- the comedy circuit that emerged. But but yeah, the um, uh, but what really sets modern burlesque apart is in the 30s when radio and the movies started pulling off a lot of those comics mm-hmm. um, and started replacing entertainment for most Americans. You know, they weren't going out to the theater, they were sitting home listening to the radio, or they were going to the, to the Nickelodeon to see movies for, you know, five cents or a dime. And that killed vaudeville because vaudeville was very dependent on stuff that was now in, in movies. But uh, what burlesque had was that sort of sex appeal, and so the emphasis on striptease became more and more important. Um, not, you know, it, it eventually evolves into sort of stripping as we know it today, but, but in the sort of 30s through 60s, the sort of golden age burlesque period, it's much more, it's acts, there's still a sly sense of humor, there's a lot of um, back and forth with the audience, and you have someone like Gypsy Rose Lee uh, was known as the intellectual stripper because she talked, she read poetry, she told jokes, she, you know, was really talking to her audience, and what was revolutionary about that wasn't so much that there was a woman being sexy on stage, but that a woman was being smart on stage. And, uh, and I think there's a lot of that sort of intelligence and, and, um, and humor in burlesque that really sets it apart from you know, other forms of erotic entertainment. Yeah, I think people that confuse it too much with like a strip joint, really in its day was much different. And while it wasn't for kids, at the same time, comparatively, Eh, it wasn't also uh, it wasn't also bad. Other than at the time, that was probably as bad as you could get. Yeah. <laughs> from from our viewpoint, um, but yeah, at the time, from even in the 1860s, when 
the, the sexiest thing that happened is women wore tights that showed the shape of their legs. That was scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, all the way through burlesque's history was always sort of scandalous, even though, you know, today we look at it and we go, you know, people are covered from their mid-thigh to their belly button, and they're covered from, you know, the, the bottom of their breast to their neck. Um, but at the time, that was, you know, that was quite a lot. Um, and especially the taking off of clothes, the, the act of it. So you could have um, what are called tableau vivants, where a nude woman or nude women would be modeling on stage and holding a pose, and that was considered classic art in the same way that, you know, a nude painting was considered classic art. But, uh, but if she took a piece of clothes off, then it was a, obviously a sexual come on, and, uh, and that was, you know, scandalous. It was illegal. It still is illegal in a lot of parts of the country. There's a lot of states where burlesque dancers have to leave the stage and disrobe, you know, take a piece of clothes off and come back on stage, and they bill it as a costume change. Hmm. Um, they're not allowed to take their clothes off in front of the audience because that is considered prurient. Well, I mean, this is a real interesting thing, and these are all the types of things you'll find on the Hall of Fame. Now, what gave you guys all the idea to do something like that? I mean, it's something that it's an important part of entertainment history, yet maybe maybe because of some of those things you were just saying, we don't talk about it a lot. But really, it's something where uh, a lot of our history, cultural history, can kind of be shown through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so we've been around for a long time. The, the Burlesque Hall of Fame uh, collection started in 1965. So we just had the 50th anniversary of our collection um, and of the idea of having some kind of museum. It was founded by a dancer named Jenny Lee, who was a uh, an AGFA member, the, the American Guild of Variety Artists. That's the union that represents uh, all kinds of variety artists, but you know that's where exotic dancers fit in in, in the mid-20th century. And she felt they weren't doing enough to protect exotic dancers and so she formed the exotic dancers league as a section of agfa and in that was in 1955 in 1965 she for their annual meeting she invited people to bring their costumes and photos and start a burlesque hall of fame and i think she kind of understood that in order to achieve the kinds of economic and political goals that they had as a union they needed to present burlesque as less of a marginal thing that happened in the shadows and more of an, an art form and, you know, really highlight the artisticness, the creativity of it, um, and the, and the, the importance of that history. Um, she showed that collection in her, in her bar in San Pedro for a while. And then in the eighties, she bought a, a goat ranch in the middle of nowhere in California, Hollandale, California, and started the exotic world museum. And that's our media precursor. We will continue this conversation on the history of burlesque with Dustin Wax, the executive director of the Burlesque Hall of Fame located in Las Vegas, in just a few moments. And make sure to join us again next week when you'll meet the proprietor of one of the most controversial restaurants in all of America, the Heart Attack Grill. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. From the famous to the fascinating, 
in a climate as fun, fast, and flashy as Las Vegas. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You'd never suspect that you could find natural beauty as part of a working landfill. You can. Today, waste management landfills provide more than 17,000 acres of protected land for wildlife habitats. Working closely with communities and the Wildlife Habitat Council, we can ensure there will be protected space for native animal and plant life to thrive. From everyday collection to environmental protection. Think green. Think waste management. With all the talk of fake news today, it's getting harder to know who to trust. Thousands of websites, millions of opinions, even the mainstream media has gotten caught in dishonest reporting. Now, if you're looking for information you can trust, why don't you try westernfreepress.com. At Western Free Press, they let you know where they stand and you can judge for yourself. No fake news, no feigned objectivity, just straight news and strong opinion. That's westernfreepress.com. Hello? Lisa, it's Janet. What's wrong? Oh, it's just the bridesmaids' dresses for Lindsay's wedding. Oh, no, tell me they're not fuchsia. Oh, they're not fuchsia. Then what? Oh, they're gaudy, aren't they? All ruffles and lace. <laughs> Great. We'll look like a chorus line. No, no, no. They're really quite simple. It's the material I'm most concerned about. Oh, I knew it. I specifically said no chiffon. I mean, it's so passe. I just don't it's think... It's not chiffon. Then what? They're made out of old yellow pages. What? I didn't catch that. It sounded like you said they're made out of old yellow pages. Yep. I'm afraid you heard right. It's got something to do with recycling and good karma on her wedding day. Oh, that's special. I'm not going to know whether a guy's checking me out or just looking for the number of a good mechanic. Funny. Very funny. There's a better way to recycle your outdated Dex phone books. Find out just how easy we've made it in your neighborhood. Call 1-877-2-GET-DEX or log on to DexNose.com. Dear Daddy. Dear Mom. I love you. I miss you. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of fallen soldiers. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. We can never repay the sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Donate now at SnowballExpress.org. My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him. But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding a skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet. Our whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Parents, encourage your kids to strap on a helmet every time they jump on a bike, scooter, or skateboard. Think of my son Casey and use your head. Put a helmet on. It could save your life. A message from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. I had a sore in my mouth that just wouldn't go away. And after a couple of weeks, I went to my doctor. A sore, lump, or thick patch in your mouth or throat could be a symptom of oral cancer. My doctor told me I was smart to come in. He said that oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. It turns out I did have oral cancer. But it was caught early and my treatment was successful. I'm glad I got it checked. That probably saved my life. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Visit a doctor or dentist if you see changes in your mouth that don't go away after two weeks. It's important to get an oral cancer exam because if you do have cancer, the earlier it's caught, the better. 
A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. And now, more Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi once again. You are listening to Dustin Wax, Executive Director of the Burlesque Hall of Fame, which has been around since 1965. It was founded by a dancer named Jenny Lee. Then what happened? She passed away. It was then run by uh, another dancer, a friend of hers named Dixie Evans, who um, uh, ran it from 1990 up until about 2005, 2006. A storm blew the roof off the museum, and it was a very old building. I mean, it was a, literally an old goat ranch, and it was just not worth repairing. So they moved the collection out here. We opened up in 2010 here in Vegas down on Fremont Street. Um, and uh, now, what are we, seven years later, we're moving into a much larger location on Main Street. Um, and as you said, I mean, this is an important history. It's an important part of entertainment history, obviously. It's an important part of women's history. It's a, uh, these, you know, most of the performers, uh, like I mentioned the baggy pants comments who were typically men, but the dancers were almost all women and they were almost all independent business people as, as exotic dancers are today. You know, they worked for themselves. They had booking agents who booked them into theaters. Uh, they ran their own careers in a, in a position that was very marginal to society. And yet uh, they, you know, they persisted, they, they persevered, and they fought. Uh, there are performers of color who had to fight, you know, racism yeah. in the color line. Um, just as women, they were, you know, largely looked down upon. Um, they were largely poor, working-class background, and so it was a way to make, you know, almost everyone that you talked to from the who danced in the 50s and 60s was like, well, I was a secretary for whatever, $10 a week, and I could make $100 a week, taking my clothes off at the burlesque club. And so that was a no-brainer for a lot of them. It was a way for them to make a lot of money in a time when jobs that paid well were almost all reserved for men. So it's an interesting part of women's history and, and of working history, as well as just the American history of, of how the art form has progressed and how it's changed our attitudes towards uh, towards sexuality, towards nudity, towards women's bodies. And that's that's also very much a part of the, the scene today. Well, and I know that's one of the things the museum features or the Hall of Fame features, and that is uh, that, you know, it goes back to the mid-1800s, you know, right around, mm-hmm. uh, what, just past the Civil War. And right. I, I guess it was really something where, you know, as will happen in our culture, it was a kind of a revolution of sorts where they were going to, you know, you just got a, a change. And that goes with, I guess, mm-hmm. went right along with the, the ability to move, right, and, and yeah. uh, go around the country. And urbanization and the creation of new audiences that were mixing both uh, uh, native pe- native-born people who had moved off the farm into the cities and then big, huge waves of immigrants that were coming in, Irish and Italian, East European um, and that kind of new melting pot of the city where, you know, women were working in factories and women were, you know, sort of coming out of the home, uh, particularly young women. And there were all these different cultural styles and all these different, you know, the, the rise of sort of a new working class identity in America. And uh, burlesque fit right in that was a big part of that. 
and it goes all the way through and ends up now with a, this sort of a revival you talk about, right, from the 1990s mm-hmm. and the beginning of uh, the 2000s. What was that all about? Just a different, you know, kind of a comeback, a nostalgic look or what? Yeah, so burlesque kind of evolved into the modern strip club experience through the course of the 60s and 70s um, and into the 80s. And so what traditional burlesque was, you know, burlesque started feeling a little quaint, a little outdated, um, and the traditional burlesque. And so as those clubs, as that style of erotic entertainment sort of veered off, traditional burlesque started to, to fade away. In the 90s, in the early 90s, it was sort of rediscovered, um, and I would say it was rediscovered by a generation of women that had been born uh, sort of during and after the women's movement. Um, and so they were largely in, in looking at different ways of kind of being women in a society where there was no longer all the traditional you know, uh, signposts when a lot of those had fallen by the wayside. And a lot of them went back and looked at burlesque and looked at these strong women um, owning their own sexuality and presenting their own sexuality, and that was very appealing for them. So it gets taken up as uh, in a very explicitly sort of feminist um, style. At the same time that, you know, we have the Riot Girls movement, punk rock, and we have the Rockabilly Revival. We have a lot of things sort of stewing at that time. Yeah, And, uh, and that slowly picked up steam over the course of the 90s and into the into the aughts and then the internet really just you know kicked in and kicked it over the the edge back in a moment with our final thoughts from dustin wax executive director of the burlesque hall of fame you're listening to vegas never sleeps with Stephen maggi from the famous to the fascinating in a climate as fun, fast, and flashy as Las Vegas. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You may not realize it, but there's a source of renewable energy right in your neighborhood, and you're helping to power it. Today, waste management is using the resources at our disposal to create energy from waste. Enough green energy to power over one million homes. It's an idea we're proud to drive forward. From everyday collection to environmental protection. Think green. Think waste management. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veterans. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. 
The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. You may be hearing about people having trouble making mortgage payments and risking losing their homes. Many of them just aren't aware of the options that can prevent foreclosure. There are many options available to homeowners, such as repayment and forbearance plans, loan modifications, and even refinancing. Where does someone go for help? They should talk directly with their lender or a qualified HUD-approved counseling agency. Both can provide helpful information without charging a fee. According to PMI Mortgage Insurance Company, it's not a good idea to pay for services that you can get for free from a lender or a qualified nonprofit counseling agency. To learn more, visit homesafepmi.com or call HUD at 1-800-569-4287 for a counseling agency near you. That's 1-800-569-4287. This message is brought to you by PMI, supporting sustainable home ownership that strengthens communities. Time for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Again, here's your host, Stephen Maggi. We are back with Dustin Wax, the executive director of the Burlesque Hall of Fame. Now, Dustin, you say there's an increase now in the fascination with the world of burlesque. In the last, I've been the director of uh, the Burlesque Hall of Fame since 2011, and I would say in that uh, five and a half years that we've seen probably 300% growth in the number of people that are, you know, performing and, and being part of this community. I mean, it's just grown exponentially over the last, you know, since the 90s, really, but just exploded in around 2009, 2010. It started really, really taking off. And, you know, there's, I don't think there's a, uh, a sizable city, maybe a city of maybe 100,000 or more in the country that doesn't have at least one group of people putting on a show at some point. Um, and uh, any sort of moderately sized city has monthly shows, weekly shows. I mean, it's really exploded in the last uh, decade. 
Well, it's an incredible story. It's a real a historical type thing. You want to check it out because it's, it's something that we don't know much about, and you can find out all about it. It's the Burlesque Hall of Fame. Dustin, let's tell people, first of all, you said you're located on First Street. Uh, we, we're currently uh, in the process of moving, so we have a temporary space at 1017 South First Street. That's inside the Art Square. Right. Um, and then we are going to be moving fairly soon. Uh, the building is under construction and seems to be just about done. So in the next month or so, we'll be moving across the street to 1025 South Main. Oh. Um, and we will have, you know, partial open while we finish the rest of it, and then we'll have a, a big opening this summer. And Maybe if, late spring. Well, it's something we can plan for a summer visit. And in the meantime, if we want to check you out online, where do we go? Uh, it's burlesquehall.com. It's B-U-R-L-E-S-Q-U-E-H-A-L-L.com. Uh, we also have our uh, annual Burlesque Hall of Fame weekend at the Orleans Hotel and Casino. That's June 1st through 4th, and that's at Behoff Weekend. That's B-H-O-F Weekend.com. Thanks a lot, Dustin. Learned a lot today. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Speaking of fun, there's nothing like an amazing dinner in one of Vegas's incredible restaurants. And that's the topic of today's visit with Scott Robin, editor and founder of the great site, VitalVegas.com. Vital Vegas, and people have to go there. They're going to get the expanded version of this. But I want to talk to you. You wrote a really interesting article about a restaurant very opulent. I want you to talk about it. And the part that got me, it's Lago. And you say in the article, this is what makes Vegas, Vegas. So talk a little about that and why it's so special and why it's such a great fit for what people think of on the Strip. Yeah, I think uh, the the revelation that I had when I was dining at Lago, and this is at Bellagio, is that it's this kind of restaurant experience that really does make Vegas, Vegas. It's a, It's an experience that you cannot get elsewhere it's not the only restaurant in Vegas that's like this because there are a variety of them and uh, they tend to be a little more expensive than you'd like. Uh, but overall, the, the experience is just so Vegas, you can't even believe it. You're sitting at this table and you're looking out over the Bellagio Fountains, this incredible attraction. You can look at it from the street, but to me, it's even more fun to have a cocktail and uh, some Italian food and be looking out over this distinctly Vegas scene with great waiters, great service, and a beautiful hotel. There's just something very quintessentially Vegas about it, and there may be 10 or 20 of those restaurants, but they give you an experience that you might not be able to get in your hometown. And, And Lago, I have never been there. But I would go back in a second, and and I cannot overstate the fact that a great cocktail or a dish that you can't get somewhere else, how much that exemplifies what Vegas is. To be able to go and do and see and feel and experience things that you really can't get anywhere else. And do you find, too, that people somewhat are su- kind of surprised at the price? Because they, they, they come to Vegas, some people think that it's like the old days when you could sp- spend $7 and get to see the Rat Pack. It's not like that. But again, as you say, for a once-in-a-lifetime experience, it's worth it. It's true. I, I think I've become uh, accustomed to doing a grittier, kind of uh, more low-roller experience. But 
when you have that, when, when you maybe travel to Vegas once a year and you're there for three or four days, you want your experience to be unforgettable. And I will never forget the, the, the way that cocktail was designed. There is a diamond-shaped ice cube in this drink that I will never get anywhere else. And, and that happens over and over in different ways, in different restaurants, in different bars, the mixology. And so I'm, I'm going to say that that $16 drink or that $18 drink that I, you know, would normally give me a coronary, if you add up the different pieces of it, if you break it down in terms of, okay, this is for the alcohol, it's like, here's what it's like. It's like bottle service in a nightclub. Are you going to pay $400 for a bottle of Grey Goose? No. But that's not what you're buying. You're buying an experience. You're buying the sights and the sounds. You're totally worth it. It's not $400 for the liquor, and it's not $16 for this, for this cocktail. You're paying for an experience, and, and you're paying for an experience that is actually rare and wonderful and that will be a memory for the rest of your life. Talking about memories and great meals, let's go take a trip to the Casino Legends Hall of Fame and chat with its founder, Steve Cutler. Dining has become such an important part of what you can do here and so forth. Is that something you can foresee in the future that perhaps you'd even break off into areas like dining or maybe some forms of entertainment that are relatively new? And in fact, uh, we've actually, uh, you're looking at a piece of paper here that does not include two categories that were actually added. And one of them is celebrity chefs of Las Vegas. And this category would include people like Bobby Flay or Emeril Lagasse, Wolfgang Puck, uh, uh, Giada. I can go right on down the list. These are all superstars that everybody follows on the Food Network. They are all our signature chefs. They all have signature restaurants here. And yes, these people will be honored in that new category. Uh, however, the, the artifacts that you would see on display would probably be menus from the 40s and 50s and, and casino china and sterling silver tea sets and, and everything else that's vintage. When we return, we will take a look at the Las Vegas Entertainment Calendar for April. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psychobabble and that kind of thing. But in reality, this is stuff that on the surface may seem like we're going to explore our background. But actually, we're just getting really in touch with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be, and coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves. Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure, you can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Don't be stupid with your skin, it's the only skin you're in. Know what's good and bad to do, find the right and wrong for you. It's time you learn what it's about. 
Cause indoor tanning is out UV lamps from a tanning bed They can turn your skin beat red Wrinkles come from the UV light And age spots make you go frightful sight With UV light, it gets worse Skin cancer is a wicked curse Don't be the one that's tanned and dead Use your brain, use your head It's time you learn what it's about Cause indoor tanning is out A message from the American Academy of Dermatology With all the talk of fake news today It's getting harder to know who to trust Thousands of websites, millions of opinions Even the mainstream media has gotten caught in dishonest reporting Now if you're looking for information you can trust Why don't you try westernfreepress.com At Western Free Press, they let you know where they stand and you can judge for yourself. No fake news, no feigned objectivity, just straight news and strong opinion. That's westernfreepress.com. Hi, I'm Jet Williams. Even though I never knew my father, Hank Williams, his legacy taught me the meaning of lending a helping hand. That's why I support the Orphan Foundation of America. OFA is committed to providing education, mentoring, and a workplace readiness for thousands of teens aging out of the foster care system. With the help of OFA's support programs, these young people can go to college and trade school, graduate, and make the leap from foster care to success. To learn how you can help, visit Orphan.org. Back for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Once again, here's Stephen Maggi. Time now for the Las Vegas Entertainment Calendar. These are things that I thought might interest you. Of course, always check Vegas.com for the whole list of everything there is to do. But if you like motorsports, out at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway on March 31st through April 2nd is the 2017 Denso Spark Plug NHRA Nationals. If you're a fan of old-time rock and roll, there are great shows every Friday at the Golden Nugget, starting on the 7th of April with the Guess Who. The 14th, the Association comes to town. On the 21st, is the Romantics. And then the month finishes up on the 28th with Jay and the Americans. If you're a country music fan, the 52nd Academy of Country Music Awards are being held at the T-Mobile Arena on April the 2nd. Meanwhile, Don Rickles, the great comedian of all times is at the smith center on april 21st you won't want to miss uh cool and the gang over at the tropicana on the 15th of april steely dan's doing a show from the 12th to the 29th of the venetian and finally comedian gabriel iglesias visits the mirage hotel on the 14th and 15th of april Finally, we talk a lot about the Mob Museum on this show. It's an absolute must-see on any trip to Vegas, and they've got something special for visitors in the evening. Back with Misha Ray, our friend from the Mob Museum, and they have a real special thing we just wanted to tell you about. It's called Museum After Dark, which is a little different than when you come in the daytime. Talk a little about that, would you, Misha? Sure. So Museum After Dark really offers people a chance, uh, something really exciting. We bring out actual objects, historical objects. Uh, They range from from briefcases that were uh, built by Abercrombie & Fitch that had secret uh, flask compartments in the bottom of them, so you can see and handle that, sometimes handle. Uh, We have Tommy gun that you're 
definitely not allowed to handle, uh, but you can absolutely check it out. Um, so our educators bring out actual objects that you can that you can look at and observe, and this happens uh, daily from uh, 5 or 6 p.m., depending on the day and the objects that we have on display, until about 8 p.m. So this is a very special offering for our evening guests, uh, because during the day, it's, it's a fairly busy experience. You know, between 11 and 2 p.m., or 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., it's fairly busy here at the museum, so it's hard for us to be able to bring out these carts with these objects, but absolutely, uh, come in the evening and you're, you're nearly guaranteed to be able to see and touch some actual historical objects. And don't you have a package, maybe that comes later in the summer, with a great restaurant in town, it's uh, Three Georges, I think, is that right? Uh, Triple George Grill, yes, Close. yeah. <laughs> so that is uh, also part of the Museum After Dark experience. That package is called the Maid Experience. So you can uh, you can go and get a, a pre-fix uh, meal uh, and then get some tickets to the museum. Uh, it's a, And I love Triple George, they're phenomenal. The food is fabulous, and I think you even get a cocktail included with that pre-fix menu. So, you know, go and have dinner, then come to the museum, or you can come to the museum first and then go get dinner. Uh, it's completely up to you. But yeah, the Museum After Dark program is fantastic. That's it for today's program. This is Stephen Maggi. Have a wonderful weekend, and remember, Vegas never sleeps. We'll see you next week for more excitement and energy from the desert. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Dear Daddy. Dear Mom. I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi everybody, I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org.